welcome for another magical episode of The Coven. That's right, you're hearing my voice. This is Ashley Curry, the warrior witch, and joining me today is... Matthew Yap, the druid of depression. And... Emily Worrell, the witch who must not be named. All right. Okay, guys, so we're going to have a very fun and interesting conversation today because what's bubbling up in the cauldron this week is mental illnesses in the media because they're always being brought up in different lights and different ways um whether those be good ways or bad ways yeah we will discuss um so first off um mental illness um refers to a wide re- wide range of mental conditions that dis- that affect your mood thinking behavior things that include depression anxiety schizophrenia eating disorders, and addictive behaviors. Yeah. For those of you who may not know that, I know that a lot of people don't know, like eating disorders are considered mental illnesses because right. they think, you know, eating. So what are your guys' thoughts on how mental illnesses are portrayed in the media? Um, you know, I think that it, it's been done well before. I think more often than not, it is kind of misrepresented. As somebody who I've gone through a lot of counseling and dealt a lot with my own mental illness, hence the druid of depression, uh, I I think it's a really important topic and it's important to show, but I think a lot of times they make a misstep in the means of entertainment, which I think a lot of media is kind of things being misrepresented in hopes of being more entertaining, but mm-hmm. I think it's more misses than not. I think there are a few good examples out there of portrayals, but I think that those are few and far between, and I think that for every good example, there are at least 50 movies that are trying to turn mental illness into something that it's really not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's a huge issue with misrepresentation that kind of misinforms society about what mental illness is and what it looks like. I know when I was doing some research for this show, um, I found a few blogs where people said before that they, before they like really got older and were diagnosed with their own, that they actually feared people with mental illnesses Mm -hmm. because of what's portrayed. You know, you have the typical horror movie person who's always has something, um, whether that be schizophrenia, which is never portrayed correctly, no. but you know, never, <laughs> never. Um, or oh, what's other good ones? Uh, bipolar disorder. I hear that get brought up yeah. a lot in like I watch a lot of realist like real story crimes, and they're always yeah. like, "She was bipolar," and I'm like, <gasps> "I'm like, I know people that are bipolar that are not crazy, so yeah. you know." Not uh, really necessary. So but. I feel sociopaths are, it's not a real thing. A no. sociopath is not the correct term. Uh, but the people always go, oh, it's a sociopath. Everyone should be terrified. Yeah. Because someone doesn't experience emotion the same way you do. Exactly. <laughs> sociopath and psychopath get thrown around a lot. And those aren't even considered like terms anymore. No, uh, sociopath is now referred to as antisocial personality disorder. Yeah. Um, and yeah, people still... Are like yeah, so I think uh, people just use it as like uh, interchangeable for crazy, really. Yeah, like mm-hmm. even watching crime shows, you'll see like people who are professionals like being interviewed, and they're like, "Was definitely a sociopath," mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Shouldn't you know that that's not a <laughs> the, like that's not a thing anymore?" Super outdated. Yeah, I just th- yeah, a lot of people don't. And another one that's really big is the show. 
dissociative identity disorder Mm -hmm. gets used quite often. Um, Or if you don't know what that means, multi-personality disorder, which Mm -hmm. again is not the correct term, but it gets thrown out a lot. Um, I know that there was a movie that came out a couple years ago called Split that featured someone that had that disorder. Yes. Um, had 23, I believe, personalities. And a lot of people had a lot of opinions on this because, you know, one of the... There's a lot of different personalities. I will give M. Night some credit um, that mostly those personalities do result, like, when people... Someone does have the disorder, they result from trauma in childhood they're used to protect the person so like that made sense but then the beast got brought up and it was something else yeah no i the main problem that i have with that movie is the whole portrayal of um people with mental illnesses as being necessarily dangerous and always having violent tendencies because that's not the case. And then the whole thing with the Beast was just, it made no sense. And I know um, I read somewhere that M. Night Shyamalan, basically his defense was that he was trying to take like what was possible with that disorder and then like stretch it a little bit, which like, yeah, that happens a lot with like fantasy and sci-fi movies. You take reality and you stretch it a little. But when you're dealing with a topic that the public is so uninformed and misinformed about, it's not okay to be, like, throwing around things, like, without being like, hey, just so you know, this definitely can't really happen. This is a movie. This is fictional. I'd say in response to that, kind of the issue in defense of Split is in the movie – even like the uh, man himself who has uh, supposedly has the split personalities, he believes himself to be some sort of a god. He never says himself that he yeah. has like this kind of multi personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would be them projecting that onto him, where in the movie, the reason he's the beast isn't necessarily that he's mentally ill. People just yeah. assume that. Now, kind of the kind of the point of the movie is is he actually this like monster thing or is he just crazy um so i can see how mental illness could be like blamed for that and misportrayed but i think actually Shyamalan, while maybe could have phrased it better i think he wasn't necessarily no. wrong in trying to portray it yes he he did some research i i just i having all those personalities and suddenly gaining muscle and crawling up the wall is just something <laughs> i just can't get behind because you know Mental illness does not give us superpowers as much as I wish it did. (laughs) My only superpower is sleeping all day. Yeah. Yeah, There we go. And overthinking. That's a great one that I've got. Um, So this character is coming back up in Glass, which is a movie that M. Night has been working on for quite some time. The whole purpose of Split was so that he could make this movie Glass. Yeah, Split and Unbreakable both. Yes, um, which I believe Unbreakable he bought from Disney? Was it Disney's? Uh, he, he bought it. it he bought him. it he from He wanted someone. to create a universe. Yes, yes. Um, and so this character is being brought up as this person is trying to, I, from what I've read, 
use these characters from these movies to almost make them superheroes? Yeah, essentially. So okay. uh, I'll say he already owned uh, the character from Split because obviously it's his creation. Yes. But yeah, he, after seeing Unbreakable, kind of had this like, aha, I can make an s- amazing universe out of this. And he had this concept that he's trying to run with. Yes. And so we all watched the trailer. Yes. <laughs> um, your thoughts? I do not think that the character from Split belongs in a superhero universe. I think that it contributes to the whole... Because it came off very, like, Marvel movie-esque, the trailer, in my opinion. Um, But it just didn't make sense to me because, you know, um, having a mental illness, again, does not give you superpowers and I feel like it's just furthering the idea that mental illnesses are dangerous and are necessarily something to be feared in just an even larger way which you think after Mm. some of the backlash from Split they would you know give that a little more thought before being like all right let's make him a superhero you know. I'm kind of hoping that he's going to use this to kind of clear up. Like, maybe he'll announce that he doesn't have dissociative identity p- disorder. No, which is what I think this is heading towards. Because we yes. see the kind of the whole idea of the thing is, like, this woman's telling them, like, you're all crazy and believe you're superheroes. When, from what we've seen from the movies, these people do have some sort of superpowers, gifts, eh, whatever you yeah. want to call it. And so I think this could actually be a commentary on how society takes things that they don't understand and pushes it to they're crazy. Yes. Um, and so I don't think that it's necessarily wrong that they're portraying the man from Split and they're putting them all into this thing because I think it's a very real phenomenon that people take things they don't understand and just say it's mental illness. Yes. And, like, we'll see. We'll see when it comes out what he does with it. He said expect the biggest twist he's ever done, and this man is known for his twists. Now, some movies I'd prefer he had not been, like, worked with. Avatar The Last Airbender. But, you know. <laughs> tragic. It was a tragic thing. Um, that was a twist, though. His whole. <laughs> By how his, bad it was. It was a real twist. It was a big twist. Um, but that's a whole different. I could talk for hours about that. Um, but, yes. Um, so, I kind of was talking to Emily before we started recording that I always feel like mental illness is portrayed in three ways. Either it's glassed over and. Um, It's not really talked about. Like, we talked about how Lizzie McGuire, uh, the Disney Channel show, um, which I was a huge fan of, had an episode where her best friend had an eating disorder for one episode and then never talked about it again. Mm -hmm. It was just like, eh, okay. Um, That um, mental illness is easily curable because you see all those like, oh, I'm so sad. Wait, this really cute person likes me. I'm all better now. My life is just great. Right. (laughs) Or it's they're crazy and they're evil. I think we hear a lot about mental illness a lot, especially like in reality, in news stories. Like I don't know how many times school shooters get thrown out as being suffering from mental illnesses. And what does this misrepresentation do? to like our society like yeah you can always be like oh they're characters oh 
it's a TV show. It's a movie. The news. It's the news, and not many people watch the news. It's <laughs> fine. But is it fine? Right. Um, no, I think the kind of issue is rather we accept it or not, what we watch absolutely indicates our personalities, our behavior, and everything. And so when you have real people in the real world dealing with depression, which is a lifelong battle, if you have like clinical yes. depression, there are cases of depression that aren't clinical that can go away. But if you have clinical depression, that's literally like you're, that's, you're set Real that way life. for life. And so when you have movies and things where people see it and they're just like, oh, well, that's something that they need a boyfriend or maybe they need to quit their job or something. And people don't understand that's these things. not how that works. Yeah. It's just it's it's misinforming the yes. public. And so, yeah, it's, it's a dangerous game because it really can lead to people being unempathetic thinking they're crazy, anything of the such, thinking it's their fault that they're the way they are. It's a, it's a real problem. I would absolutely agree with that. And then one other thing is I think that a lot of the times it affects the way that people see certain mental illnesses, especially depression, because a lot of the times they're portrayed the exact same way from movie yeah. to movie. Like if a character has depression, they're just really sad all the time. And it is not like that. It's like some days I feel okay. Some days I don't care about anything. Some days I can't get out of bed. You know, it's different for every person. But then, like, when I tell people, like, hey, I have depression, they're just like, why aren't you sad all the time? I get told to <laughs> pray on it a lot. I, <laughs> oh. My grandma douses me with essential oils and thinks she has an essential oil called happiness, and so she <laughs> douses me with it. And I'm like, that is not going to work. But you are right. It does. We do get these impressions. I remember in my senior year psychology class there was a kid we were talking about mental disorders and he had mentioned he's like i have schizophrenia i've been diagnosed with it the he got the dirtiest looks from the entire class i yeah. was like y'all need to calm down yeah like he's fine like he's been like this was like two months into the semester i was like <laughs> he's fine like he's been sitting here in class he hasn't tried to kill you guys you're yeah. fine and it's just like, wow. And I think it also affects how people with mental illnesses see themselves. Absolutely. Like, I know when I was first, before I was diagnosed, I mean, obviously I still had it. I have clinical depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Really bad anxiety. Uh, but I would see all these portrayals of these girls who got a boyfriend or you know, made a small change in their lives, and suddenly they were happy. And it had caused me to rush into relationships that I was not ready for, thinking, oh, this is going to make me happy. And it didn't. It made yeah. things worse. Yeah. And so I feel like people are like, oh, wow. Well, and there's also a lot of, like, positive effects that yeah. the media can have on mental health. I know uh, I have uh, BPD, which is not bipolar disorder. People always think it's bipolar. It's a borderline <laughs> personality yeah. disorder, which is diagnosed with like severe mood swings, social isolation, all the good jazz. Uh, Pete Davidson has it. That's how most people know it. Okay. Uh, but I have BPD. And so for the when I first saw Eternal Sunshine on a Spotless Mind, uh, which has a the main character has BPD, I had never seen it 
really someone with the same issues I had yeah. portray- portrayed. And so I was like blown away. And the movie doesn't exactly go well for her, but just even seeing a character yeah. deal with what I was dealing with, I was just like, this is amazing. I feel so connected and relatable. Yeah, I think it's good to have these portrayals. It's just making sure they're, they're right. right. Yeah. Like people who are diagnosed with like dissociative personality disorders. Mm-hmm. Like, and a lot of times those people who have those are called sociopaths or psychopaths. Yeah. That ain't going to make any kid feel good. No. No one wants to be called those. And, like, the boy in my class, like, he stopped talking in class for a while. He would just sit there. And, like, before he had been very talkative. And I'm like, look what y'all did. (laughs) You ruined it. You ruined it. I've always felt like the portrayal of mental uh, health is the exact same as the like portrayal for race, where we know yes. that like portraying different races and people of different backgrounds is very, very important. But a lot of times the media falls into tropes and stereotypes and things that aren't true. So it's not really good representation. Yes. That brings up eating disorders because there was a new TV show on mm-hmm. Netflix, Insatiable, Ooh. that, I mean, it wasn't about eating disorders, but it's like... I don't know. Mm -hmm. She was bigger. People ignored her and made fun of her. She gets punched in the face or gets into a fight and has to have her jaw wired shut. Yes. And then loses all this weight and suddenly everyone loves her. And it's like, huh? Like, I don't know. I feel especially with eating disorders, it's always portrayed as pretty. Yes. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's a, it's a girl who's somewhat skinny already, but she's mm-hmm. nicely throwing up into a toilet or like <laughs> being picky with her food. And that's not what it is. Yeah. Mental illnesses, especially eating disorders, are not pretty diseases. No, they're not. Um, I think the issue runs into that. At no point does Hollywood really want to deal with, like, a real issue. No. Like, they they want to be like, oh, yeah, we talked about that. But, like, if you compare what, like, a girl in a movie who has anorexia compared to a real woman with anorexia looks like, it's vastly different. Like, the actress probably isn't a healthy way because is any actress really a healthy way right now? That's a whole other conversation. But she's, like, like a beautiful version of thin, whereas a girl with anorexia is, like, just it's disturbing it's like a skeleton yeah. and i'm not trying to shame anybody but it's it's a very all-consuming disease yeah i saw a new i think it's a movie it has jennifer aniston in it and mm. i guess she is an old pageant queen and she has a pad like this Dumpling. precious pageant for her that she runs and her daughter who is they described as overweight decides to join it to stick it to her mother and like her mother is like horrified that her daughter who is overweight as Mm -hmm. they described would ever join a beauty pageant and i'm sitting here as like what (laughs) like how does that make like people who because like eating disorders or something like depression and anxiety are things correct me if i'm wrong that like most people and dissociative identity disorder mm-hmm. are things that people are typically like go through trauma and develop. Um, eating disorders can happen due to like viewing yourself and imaging problems. And so, what does that make people like think? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm bigger. I'm not Jennifer Aniston skinny because the <laughs> woman is like 
Yeah, no a one, stick. No one is, you know. <laughs> and, oh, like, she doesn't even want her daughter, like, around because her her daughter's bigger in this movie. So it's like... I think it's crazy that the word overweight has somehow in our society become, like, the same thing as, like, ugly, which has become the same thing as bad, basically. Yeah. yeah. And there's just, like, so much fat shaming. Even in the show you were talking about, Insatiable, the fat suit that they put her in at the beginning yeah. is meant to be, like, funny. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's, a, it's, funny. it's a joke how, like overweight she is yes but that's not a joke that's not not a a (laughs) no it's a reality for some people yeah yeah it's a reality and it's not you can't just stop eating to fix that and if you like market that like oh if you want to lose weight and be popular just stop eating like that's not no (laughs) right you should not do that you should never do that it's it it's almost like media is portraying a they like almost like oh here develop like develop this right. yeah like here like it, it's fun like people once you lose weight you're gonna be skinny and boys will love you or girls whatever your preference is um and everyone will notice you and you'll be popular i completely agree that it's wrong but i don't think it's just the media or at least no. i i don't it's, think we can sh- blame the media no. because They are portraying reality, unfortunately. Yeah, this is true. Where I think that we do still very much live in a society where overweight, it does translate to ugly for a lot of people. Like, it shouldn't, but it does. It does. Um, I I would say, I think, personally, I feel like overweight should just translate to unhealthy, which, you know, well, certain amounts of overweight. Yeah. Uh, Some people genuinely just have a different body composition. Yeah. That's, again, a whole other conversation. Yeah, some people are just, like, big boned, and they can't help it. Or some people have hormone. Yeah. Not diseases. Disorders. Is that the right term? Hormone disorders? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But metabolism yeah. is just honestly yes. like a thing that varies from person to person. But either way, being overweight, yes, it can be a health concern. But if it's not a health concern, it's really not a problem. And so I think the issue is that we as a society still view anyone who's not stick thin and being photoshopped uh, as, like, disgusting. <laughs> There's also, I know media has a ten- – or not media, people in general have had – when they watch TV shows and stuff, they like to diagnose people themselves, mm-hmm. characters. I know Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. has gotten a lot of, I forget I forget what they call him. Autistic. But autistic. Um, someone said, some. I think I saw a post once that he was a sociopath. Probably. Somehow. Probably. And so, yeah, I'm like, you don't know that. <laughs> um it's never been confirmed. Right. So, no, you can't. We like to label people who are yes. different. Like, if someone's, like, antisocial, maybe just because they're not comfortable in a situation, oh, there must be something wrong with yeah. them. Like, yeah. I know that I get a lot of strange looks when I'm like, I don't like to party. It has nothing to do with <laughs> my, like, mental disorders. But they're like, oh, is it because, like, you're sad and depressed? No, I just don't like parties. (laughs) I'm not comfortable in them. Not because of that. Just because it's not my scene. I prefer to be curled up with a book. But, you know, that's me. (laughs) But, like, and even, like, before, like, things are, like, we were talking about school shooters. Mm -hmm. Um, 
before like anything like we know anything about the lifestyle of these people yeah the news automatically labels them having a mental disorder mm-hmm. so do you think it's more of society's fault or the media's fault I would, or is it equal i would say i would put it a bit more on society because i think we as a people and almost just to like kind of like make ourselves feel better we have to believe somebody that would commit such a heinous act like uh school shooting ha- there has to be something wrong with them which I think is actually like a decently sound argument. I don't think mental illness translates to being a school shooter, but I no. think killing people Probably. takes a certain level yeah, of disassociation. Um, but yeah, so I'd put it a lot on society. And also at the end of the day, the media, even the news, they're just working for consumers. So they have to say what people want to hear, unfortunately. And people want to believe that mental illness is scary, that they're the others. They're not like us good people. Nope. I think society also definitely wants, you know, we as people always want to know why something happened. Like, we're very curious. And I think a lot of the times people think an easy, you know, why to slap on to stuff like school shootings um, is just to say, like, oh, this person was fill in the blank with whatever mental illness you want to throw in there, psychopath, sociopath, you know. Because a lot of people do view them as, like, all the same, which mm-hmm. is not correct, but we could go on about that for the a very same, long yeah. time. <laughs> um, but I think it's part of society's whole need to be like, why is this person different? Why does this person act this way? Yes. And have an explanation for everything that they explain it away with things that they don't even really understand. I think it's definitely something society needs to watch. Because, mm-hmm. like, even if you personally don't have a mental disorder or mental illness, odds are someone you know does. Probably. Like, they may not be open about it because some people aren't. Some people talk like, talk about it. Like, I'm very open about mine. Yeah. Because I think it's important because it's a conversation that a lot of people, like I said, glass over. And they're like, oh, mental illness doesn't affect me. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like but it affects people around you. Um, So is Hollywood just taking what society thinks and just maybe exaggerating it a little bit? Or Mm -hmm. are they making the issue worse and making an impression on people who haven't had an impression on mental illness because maybe they don't know that they're around people with it? Right. I mean, it's kind of a vicious cycle in a way because media influences society, which in turn influences media. So it just kind of goes back and forth and around and around and until someone stops and says, hey, this isn't right. If we keep doing this, we're never actually going to understand this. Then it'll just keep going until someone, you know, really says stop and puts a stop to it. Right. What are some ways do you think that media could, I don't know, end the cycle? Because let's be honest, society isn't going to just sit here and stop. (laughs) But media can maybe influence society to kind of stop because everyone looks at some kind of media. Maybe podcasts aren't your thing. 
but books are mm-hmm. books is a form of media in some sense yeah, yeah. um maybe you watch tv shows and hate the news mm-hmm. so what are some ways yeah. i think it's a slow burn i think it Again, I, I quit it back to race where we had terrible portrays of just about any race that wasn't white uh, in the past. And even though the process to getting to where we are now, which is still not perfect, was quite a long one, there are certain steps you have to take. Rather, just be somebody who is depressed is portrayed properly and they're not seen as a scary person. I think it's just really taking those small steps to portray things well and portray them as not scary. Okay. Do you have any thoughts, Emily? Um, I think it's it's one of those things that's going to take a lot of time, first of all, and it's going to take a lot of change because where we are, I mean, obviously we've we've come a long way, especially talking about, like, we used to portray, like, race and stuff, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the way that we portray mental illness now. Um but we need to recognize that even though we have come a long way, there is still so, so far to go. And so I think recognizing that is obviously like the first step. And then making progress, it's not going to happen overnight, but just, you know, mm-hmm. if a movie comes out and it's like, this is really offensive give it give it backlash you know yeah. like yeah. you you have Speak a voice up. stand up for that and then eventually hopefully you know media will listen and yes. start to get better bit by bit directors there was a reason black panther was such a big success <laughs> and a big deal people like res- representation which kind of brings me to this thing i was just thinking about um so the younger generation seems to be more in the discussion mm-hmm. of mental illnesses and representation in general. We tend to be, we tend to talk about it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Ergo this coven or this, <laughs> this podcast. Um, do you think now that we as a generation are getting older and moving into these industries that maybe the changes are like on the horizon? Like obviously no one out of okay maybe someone out of college is going to like get a big time directing role right off the (laughs) bat but like i don't know as time goes on maybe in our generation that that'll be a big change yeah i think it's the same in every aspect of uh society rather it be like politicians are finally starting to retire and like (laughs) new younger people are coming in (laughs) i think that we just get to see a new generation's values i'm not saying our values are better than old generations no. they're different so i think you do see generation yeah. values change over time i mean the thing with mental illness is a generation or two back no one knew anything no. really about them right. people weren't diagnosed so i feel like the people in hollywood currently just don't understand them mm-hmm. like maybe they do some research but there's mm-hmm. a lot of things out in the internet doesn't mean they're accurate yeah um so i feel like i don't know we're more informed about mental illness probably because more of us have been diagnosed because back then they didn't diagnose people like at one point hysteria was a big craze with women and it was an interesting interesting thing (laughs) generations ago people got lobotomized for weird reasons 
we don't do that now because it's weird but yeah do you guys have any final thoughts be less weird society stop it (laughs) basically accept people for who they are and don't try to make sense of everything around you by like explaining it away some things you're just not gonna understand if any hollywood directors are listening to this by any chance (laughs) just include more representation talk to people with these disorders because that's the only way you're really gonna know not everyone's disorders are the same Mm -hmm. one person's depression will not look like another person's depression so stop betraying them all the same (laughs) because it's annoying um but yeah, this has been another magical episode of The Coven. Jo- this is Ashley Curry, uh, the warrior witch. Joining me today was... Emily Whirl, the witch who must not be named. Your boy, Matthew Yap, the druid of depression. That so fits this episode. <laughs> um, so yeah, follow us on our social media at ByteBSU and have a magical day. Ew. Bye. <laughs>